What's up, everyone? My name is King Nicole Lynn, and this is a documented exploration of forward and freeing feelings for feminine energy from the lens of an artist, a.k.a. the F-word. Now, keep in mind, I'm a music artist who is simply active in her life as well as her spiritual journey, and the purpose of these episodes are to bring a positive light to feminine energy in hopes of rebalancing the dynamics between masculine and feminine energy for an overall better Okay, okay, all right, all right, okay, okay, all right, all right, okay. Okay, okay, listen to me, baby. Listen to me, baby. Alright, alright. Okay, okay. Alright, alright. Okay, okay. Alright, alright. Okay, okay. Listen to me, baby. Listen to me, baby. Welcome to all of those who have made it to season two of The F Word. I am taking this season in a different direction. I'm reviewing books, resources. I'm responding to people, situations, because we're so in tune these days. We are also connected by social media and the way of the world and spiritually we're even aligned whether we acknowledge that or not that really goes into it's like the perfect segue into uh, feminine energy and what it is and what it is not and I really left the first season on a in my opinion and some of my listeners um, a, a very interesting note stating that really there are no defined areas and um, characteristics of feminine energy or masculine energy, but that there are feminine and masculine versions of those energies. So let that sink in, you know, anger, aggression is not masculine. There's a feminine version of it and there's a masculine version of it. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and move forward um, because I know that this is uh, an unfolding process. You know, I'm going to get questions along the way. I'm going to get a lot of disagreements along the way. And and turn, I really disagree with how everything is pretty much going in the world right now, where there is no balance of these energies, where there is no mutual respect, whether it is in uh, small uh, groups of people is kind of non-existent when the world tells you what is right and what is wrong. Why do you have to be rebellious to be right? Why do you have to feel like you, why, why would you struggle with the right thing? So yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining. I really am just uh, educating myself and sharing that process with you. So in a lot of these episodes, I will be focusing on a book titled The Great Cosmic Mother. That's one of my main resources. Um, I will definitely be looking into um, studies, articles, uh, other books, of course, and also responding to, to things that happen online and, you know, et cetera, as I've mentioned before. So this, this book is titled uh, The Great Cosmic Mother. And it's by Monica Shiju and Barbara Moore. Um, 
chapter one in the beginning was a very female sea. For two and a half billion years on earth, all life forms floated in the womb-like environment of the planetary ocean, nourished and protected by its fluid chemicals rocked by the lunar tidal rhythms. Charles Darwin believed the menstrual cycle originated here. Yeah, that's cute. Originally, excuse me, organically echoing the moon pulse of the sea. And because this longest period of life's time on Earth was dominated by marine forms reproducing um, parthenogenetically, I hate that word, <laughs> but I love it at the same time. You'll find out very soon. He concluded that the female principle was primordial. In the beginning, life did not gestate within the body of any creature, but within the ocean womb containing all organic life. There were no specialized sex organs. Rather, a generalized female existence reproduced itself within the female body of the sea. Interesting. Very interesting. The ocean is to be compared to a womb rocked by lunar tidal rhythms as a mother would. This was the longest state of the earth. How many years? Uh, 42 and a half billion years on earth estimated. Now, you and I, um, well, myself, I'll just speak for myself. I don't know if I'd be able to test that and prove that in any way, which is sometimes why I really... Um, see people who say this is science as uh, almost fanatical as people who say, you know, this is just what I believe. Because a lot of people don't know how to test things themselves. Um, so they just trust. They just uh, believe. Right. This was the longest state on the earth, according to this resource. A generalized female existence reproduced itself in the ocean. There were no sex organs. So when eggs would wash up on the shore, if exposed to air, they'd die. Species in an internal um, amphibious stage would remain in the oceans. And I wish you could see my air quotes. Amniotic fluids. How does that sound? The same fluids that we breathe in with gills basically when we're in our mother's womb it's not the same fluids per se but it's the same concept that's what I was trying to say <laughs> um, in order to leave the earth's womb and live on land a penis evolved life is a female environment in which the male appears often periodically and created by the female and that is a quote directly from this this book some examples of just female species, uh, Daphnia, a freshwater crustacean. Several generations of females reproduced by parthenogenesis. The word genesis in it is in there. That's another reason why I love, hate this word. It's the beginning. So let's talk about what parthenogenesis actually is. Parthenogenesis is a reproduction 
from an ovum without fertilization, especially as a normal process in some invertebrates and lower plants. Um, I love when science confirms or assists theory, especially my theory. <laughs> in my last season, I briefly talked about the Bible being terribly edited. Um, and edited is really not even the right word because to edit something means that um, when it comes out, it's actually correct. <laughs> How about that? So um, it was changed, rewritten. And then even those principles um, being distorted in the daily life of many who proclaim they are Christians is mind boggling. But these hard truths and these conversations don't happen genuinely enough. And so people just sort of uh, brush over it and pick a new thing to care about the next day. I will admit through shadow work, I hated following the crowd because secretly I know that I could not. So that is one thing I will admit. But uh, my theory, which is true in the Bible world about the female, is that it specifically says she was already there in the Bible. Now, I hope you don't think that the Bible is one of my resources or it is my, um, I'm not a Christian, basically. So I just think it's very important, though, that if there was an original text um, which it has been proven, an original text before the Christian um, European washdown version changed of, you know, this holy book um, that's been ripped apart and sep separated across the world. Um, if there was uh, anything like that, it did talk about the truth of humanity and how we were created. And um, in the beginning was uh, a female. Adam, and a lot of, I've heard a lot of hoteps break this down, where Adam actually was the, the Adam, the, you know, like the gene, like the um, matter. Um, and that's where the name came from. But... In chapter one of the Bible, um, you'll see that Adam was created. And it says also in the scripture, uh, male and female created he them. Eve wasn't even created until chapter two. So I did mention this briefly in um, my, one of my previous podcasts of last season. But I do think that that deserves an episode on its own. So I'm going to get back into this book. But I will um, preview that episode by saying, <laughs> so my theory, which is true in the Bible world, about uh, the female is that it specifically says she was already there. Um, and you know how people say God is a black woman? Well, if you're Christian, you do too, Period. Okay, so back to the book. The penis first appeared in the age of reptiles about 200 million years ago. Very, very uh, large contrast to uh, 42 and a half billion. Yeah, real big, 
big difference there. Our archetypal association of the snake with the phallus contains no doubt this genetic memory. This is a fundamental and recurring pattern in nature. Life is a female environment in which the male appears, often periodically and created by the female, to perform highly specialized tasks related to species, reproduction, and a more complex evolution. Daphnia, a freshwater crustacean, reproduces several generations of females by parthenogenesis, the egg, and its own polar body mate to form a complete set of genes for a female offspring. This is still happening, BTW. Once annually, at the end of the year cycle, a short-lived male group is produced. The males specialize in manufacturing leathery leathery egg cases able to survive the winter among honeybees the drone group is produced and regulated by the sterile daughter workers of the fertile queen drones exist to mate with the queen an average of seven drones per hive accomplish this act each season and then the entire male group is destroyed by the workers um so not reading the book now. Honeybee daughters are sterile, which is very interesting. Um, drones exist to mate with the queen, and an average of seven are per, per hive. And then the entire male group is destroyed by the workers. I don't think people are animals, but I know we are supposed to learn from them. And I could do a whole episode <laughs> on uh, parthenogenesis. Uh, we have been so programmed with the default person or, or human being, male, that when all of these ideas about the female come up, in too many sentences, points, and for too long, no matter who you are, male or female, you start to conclude that I must hate men. I must be gay. And you attach the connotation of the word feminist to me instead of the wholesome actual definition. Because the definition is too, um, what's the word? Humane in nature. One thing rarely comprehended is that I, in all of my female ways, my feminine ways, mean exactly what the fuck I say, which is really um, coming from what I said earlier about there being a female version of everything and a male version. There is a feminine version of being assertive, and it's feared, and what I'm reading, this is why. This is why. Because the idea of the default human being not being male is crazy. Like, even when a fly, you know, flies into our home and we're like, you know, some people want to kill it, some people want to let it live. I don't know. You say, kill it, kill it. Okay, you could say it. And then say you lose it. You go, where did he go? The default of everything is male to us. That's some bullshit. That's that, that language and that default thinking 
um, is really why there is no balance. And there's a purpose behind why it is. I mean, there's, it's intent, it was intended to be that way, right? Most debates come to me by people who start by saying something I have never said. What often only leaves an let's see, imprint on people is only how they felt when I said it. Now in mammals, parthenogenesis is not impossible. Every female egg, only females have eggs. That part threw me off a little bit from the book. Uh, but every, every female egg <laughs> contains a polar body with a complete set of chromosomes. The chromosome structure is complete within itself. There's no need for XY. In fact, and I'm going to do more research on this, but it just even visually, the Y chromosome looks like it's just a broken X, a mutation of the X. Seriously, look at, picture an X in your mind, and on the bottom right-hand side, clip that piece off. There's your Y. Now, I like this part a lot. Back to the book. This is not to say that males are an unnecessary sex. Parthenogenesis is a cloning process. Sexual reproduction, which enhances the variety and health of the gene pool, is necessary for the kind of complex evolution that has produced the human species. The point being made here is simply that when it comes to the two sexes, one of us, one of us, has been around a lot longer than the other. So why are men supposed to be in charge? Uh, no, no. If you don't have a duality, if you can't communicate and work with someone, then you are useless to the whole. You're useless to the whole of society. You're useless, useless to the whole of the generations to come. Being a part of something doesn't necessarily need, does not mean you have to be in charge of it. Or you have to be submissive to it. Okay. So these are some ideas that um, I, I start with because if you don't like, you, you know, then this is not for you. But I need women to know that they are sovereign. I need, I need the feminine energy, people who house the feminine energy and embody it, um, men and women, to know that they are sovereign. Because... The only way a lot of the BS in the world is going to, um, I won't say stop, but I will say have some sort of counterpart, be accountable in some way, is if feminine energy is not shunned in oneself. As a woman, women shun their feminine energy. They're doing so much so now because masculine energy is so toxic and patriarchy has taken over so much that we realize that the game is rigged and it is not for us as women to play the rules, play by those rules, to be a lady because they don't work out for us. 
And they don't work out for us, not because there's something wrong with us, not because we've been conditioned to believe something that's not ours, but they don't pan out because it's not naturally who we are. If, if these things about women that the world believes about women were innate, then there would be no conflict. That is the bottom line. And if you were logical, then you would understand that. But the patriarchy is not logical. The patriarchy is hella emotional in a fucked up way. So, that is the first episode. That is um, the book that I'm definitely going to come out of. And I'm going to start these episodes with pieces of the books that I come out of. And I'm going to go ahead and tie them all together and, and you know, make, you, make a nice cake for you. So, uh, stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to The F Word. I release these podcasts uh, on Fridays at 4 o'clock. Today was the beginning of a new season, so um, it is... (laughs) 10 o'clock right now, but I've got some people waiting on me um, for me to push it out. I had I also had some technical uh, difficulties. However, um, maybe that was for uh, a social media post or something, the explanation why. Tune back again into The F Word for forward and freeing feelings for feminine energy from the lens of an artist. Also, you can check out my music on pretty much any platform. Again, my name is King Nicole Lynn, K-Y-N-G-N-I-C-O-L-E, Lynn. Uh, The Y in the King is for the Yoni. Have a good night.